What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the More Than This podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Schmidt, and I'm so excited for this week's episode. I have known this week's guest for a really long time, but we haven't connected in a while. He is a junior linebacker at Clemson University. However, he is so much more than that, and I cannot wait to catch up with him. Please welcome to the podcast, Jake Venables. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Aubrey. For sure. Glad you're on. Uh, Just kind of like open up and tell a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? All that good stuff. Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm Jake Venables. I'm 21. I grew up, born and raised in Norman, Oklahoma, but uh, I've been living down here in Clemson, South Carolina for the last 10, 11 years. Uh, I've been here ever since. I'm going to school here now, uh, about to graduate this December, uh, and I'm looking forward to finishing this season strong. That's awesome. Yeah, so for those of y'all, I mean, the five people that listen to this podcast probably don't know that um, Jake and I grew up together in Norman. Our dad's coached together at OU. So when did, how old were you when y'all left? I was 12. Uh, okay. It was January of 2012 uh, okay. when my dad uh, accepted the job down here. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you like Clemson? Yeah, it's a lot different than Norman, that's for sure. The yeah. two far as like scenery and everything mm-hmm. uh i do miss a lot of things about norman and, and all the people of course but mm-hmm. uh man i've i've really loved it down here ever since i mean i, I guess that goes into a reason why i'm going to school here sure. uh we live uh our, my family lives back out on the lake there's a lake from the campus it's probably uh five minutes from where our, where our house is and there's i think two other lakes that are right wow. next to the other one so there's yeah. lakes mountains uh love it it's all yeah, of it sounds beautiful I've always heard like really good things about South Carolina and North Carolina I've been to North Carolina but South Carolina I've never been do you ever go back to Norman like, I think I went uh a couple times mm-hmm. uh I can't I think it was I was still really <laughs> young it was 2015 or 16 uh that yeah. was the last time I was back there I got you uh, okay so the opening question it's really serious okay are you ready for this Okay, you have an off day, no school, no practice. What are you doing and who are you going with? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go out on the lake. Uh, okay. I'm going to go fishing uh, or I'm going to get on the jet ski, go kayak. I'm going to do whatever, but uh, I'm going to spend the day on the lake. And I'm going to take my brother, uh, mm-hmm. who's two years younger than me, mm-hmm. and I'd say two or three of my closest teammates. Uh, That's we'll awesome. Spend the day at the lake. Sounds like a fun day. Yeah. So the weather, like how how late into the year can y'all be on the lake there? Like the weather and stuff, like with the weather? Um, the water doesn't really get that cold mm-hmm. until like the beginning of November or yeah. into the middle of November. But uh, I don't know, like it's like the weather outside is always, it's always very humid. So like the mm-hmm. summers suck when we're at yeah. and stuff and doing our workouts, but mm-hmm. Uh, so even into November, it'll still be like 72 and you'll be sweating outside, but the, yes. the water will be cold. But uh, yeah, the weather's weird down here. It's a lot different. Yeah, that's how it is here too, especially in Houston, like in College Station, where I'm from, or not from, where my parents live. Um, yeah, it's the exact same way. It feels like the tropics 24-7, so yeah. so fun. Um, okay, so let's talk about your family a little bit. Kind of give the rundown of like the whole family dynamic at Clemson, like your brother, your dad, all that. Yeah, okay, I'll start with my dad. Uh, so he 
Uh, went to school at Kansas State, and he started his coaching career right when he was done playing there in the 90s, like early, I think he was like 1992. Uh, he was a GA at Kansas State, and then he was a linebackers coach for a few years. And then uh, 1998, he moved down to Norman and was the uh, defensive coordinator down there for 13 years until 2012. Uh, and then he moved down and then he took a job here, uh, and he's been here ever since. Uh, so that's my dad. Mom's been with him ever since college. She was a nurse and we lived in Norman. She worked at the uh, more Norman uh, Technology Center, I think. Uh, she worked there for a while, but uh, uh, she's doing well. She's down here. And uh, I got my two little sisters that are 11 and 12, uh, Delaney and Addison. Mm -hmm. uh, they're growing up fast. I remember <laughs> they were... Uh, little runs not too long ago, but uh, they're doing all sports, uh, ba basketball, softball, volleyball, you name it. Like they're just how <laughs> when we're outside and we're kids, but uh, they're growing up and it's, it's fun to see, fun to watch. Uh, and my brother is two years younger than me. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman. Last year was his first year of college. Uh, he's been seeing a lot of playing time. He's, he's, uh, he's a lot like my dad. He's real fiery and has a quick temper and he's very edgy, but uh, he's good. He's, he's doing well. He's growing up. Uh, and that's also fun to see. That's awesome. It's so crazy. Cause like we talked about this before we started, but like the last time we talked to each other, we were in totally different phases of life. Like we were like running around the weight room in the practice fields, just doing whatever the heck we wanted to. And, um, but it's so cool to see like how things evolve over the years. And now you and your brother are, like doing what you were doing back then, but at a much bigger stage, you know? So it's really neat. So talk about kind of the father, son and player coach relationship and navigating the boundaries on that. How do y'all handle that? Yeah, this is, it's been uh, interesting for me. It's, it's kind of been like a, every day I'm learning something new for both aspects of it from a, a father, son and a coach player standpoint. Um, when I first got to, uh, to Clemson to, to school my first year, I really didn't know what to expect, how it was going to go. He's he's coached my little league teams before, and he's helped part-time here. And then when I'm in high school, he's giving me tips every week after the games and stuff. So I, I kind of figured it'd be a lot like that, but I just get a little bit more of the coaching part. But uh, when I got here, it was kind of a – I don't want to say a rude awakening, but like <laughs> it was kind of like a, a wake up call. Like mm -hmm. you, you got to lock in like when you're when you're at the facility or you're at practice and whatnot. It's he's coach and everybody there. Everybody, they have a job to do. And uh, it doesn't matter who you are. If, if, he, if I'm his son or if it's a, one of his other linebackers, it's just everybody's got to do their job and execute at the same level. Uh, and if you don't meet that standard, then next man up. Uh, so that's been as far as a, a player coach standpoint, uh, how that's been. But a uh, father son, well, I'm, I f we still get along just the same. And uh, I feel like I get to spend more time with him now than when I did in high school. So to say he's out on the road recruiting in the spring and then during the fall, he, you know, they have practice and meetings and stuff. And I'm doing my thing. I didn't really get to see him unless it was real late at night. Uh, but I feel like now I get to see him a lot more. I'm seeing him every day, a couple plus hours a day. Um, so I, I feel like it helps in both areas as far as developing a player coach 
standpoint and then the father son i feel like i'm getting to bond more with him and my brother at the same time so it's been fun for sure yeah that's cool you're kind of getting to see him in a new way maybe a little bit too kind of maybe yeah, no doubt, for sure yeah i feel like people always like i don't know because i talked to some of my friends and they were asking me who i was interviewing this week and i told them and they were like oh so he grew up around clemson and he still went to clemson and i was like yeah but it's totally different like I don't know. I don't think people really understand the hours that coaches put in and like really how much of a commitment it is for the whole family. And so like, you're still definitely going to have your own experience because you're not going to have time to be like hanging out with your family all the time, but it's really neat that, you know, you and your dad still have that time together and like the new way of being together too. So that's really cool. Okay. So how is it playing with a sibling? Honestly, I feel like Sam and I would kill each other. So Tyler and I were kind of the same way. It's, it's what we both call controlled violence. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, whether it's practice or we're in a meeting, there's, or in the game, we're always like, there's going to be some little argument or disagreement because mm-hmm. uh, the other one's not going to be scared to say something, whether if it's like a different teammate, like guys would be kind of hesitant to like, Hey, I don't think you're right. Or something like that. <laughs> With my brother, there's no holding back. And, practices especially are fun because we're getting up in each other's faces and shoving each other and uh, (laughs) going back and forth having other guys have to pull us back but uh it's fun I love it I love every bit of it I think it helps that we both play defense too so Mm -hmm. we can always take out our aggression against the offense but uh yeah it's fun I've loved playing with Tyler and uh it's been two years and I played a couple years of high school with him Mm -hmm. uh he played defense his first in his senior year his freshman year and senior year he had to play quarterback uh, his ju- sophomore and junior year of high school. Oh, wow. so we were on different sides of the ball then, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's been fun for sure. I've enjoyed it, no yeah. doubt. That's cool. I was going to say if like one of y'all played offense, that could be very dangerous. But, I mean, I guess y'all have already tested that out kind of in high school. Yeah, My mom did coach me in high school, and there were several times when we were just not holding back with each other, and my teammates were like, holy smokes, I can't believe you just said that to her. But, you know, it goes both ways. So, um, okay, so let's get into football a little bit more. Um, Can I go back to high school? What was your recruiting process like? And was Clemson, like, always the choice, or did you explore other options? Um, No, I'd say my when I first started getting college interest, my whole thought process was – I've got to go somewhere else uh, and kind of like detach myself from the uh, going to play for your dad kind of things. I I just wanted to go do my own thing. And it was like that for probably two or three years. Um, And I even told, I remember telling myself in like eighth grade, I was like, when I get older and I'm going through a recruiting process, then I'm just going to branch off and kind of go make a name for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I remember growing up in Norman, like my dream school was TCU uh, growing up back when they were in like the Rose Bowl every other year, I was mm-hmm. like, that's where I want to go play. Yep. Uh, so even when I first got to high school and I started getting interest from schools, I was like, man, I really hope I get TCU. I was like, I could have done that. <laughs> I was like, that's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be a part of that. But uh, I got my first scholarship it was from Clemson, and that really surprised me. Uh, I was right the summer before my sophomore year of high school, uh, it was during the summer camp in Coach Sweeney uh had came over right in the middle of the practice of the camp it was just like a you're on scholarship he's like i'm gonna give you one and i was like whoa i was oh like that was kind of out of nowhere i was 180 pounds <laughs> uh, 
just like just above six foot i was like man like, <laughs> like is he joking i remember i go and i went and told my dad right after he was like are you kidding i was like no i was like i, I thought he was but he's not uh so he did that and my dad we you know everybody's all excited and everything my mom was super happy and uh sure enough it was like two weeks later i went and did a camp out at texas tech and then they had out for me a scholarship then um and so then after that, I guess they, they kept coming in a little bit. Uh, I guess all it took was for Coach Sweeney to kind of break the ice as far as my recruiting process and getting that uh, starting to develop and get that ball rolling. But uh, I think the, the next one after that was Southern, uh, SMU uh, during the fall of my sophomore year uh, when Chad Morris was there. Okay. And I knew him because he was at Clemson, uh, like I think my dad's first or two years when he was here at Clemson uh and he was a head coach at SMU for a while um and then uh what happened next uh then I got uh I committed actually uh committed in December of right after my junior year so 2000 I think it was 2016 Mm -hmm. um committed and coach Sweeney has a policy of once you're committed you can't take visits anywhere else he's like it's kind of like having a girlfriend. He's like, <laughs> you're committed to this girl. So it's not fair for you to be going to see all these other girls and all this other stuff. So, uh, that was kind of his pitch uh, to guys that were committed to Clemson. But uh, um, I think I got LSU and Northwestern um, and then TCU very late. Uh, it was like, that was the last one. But uh, I don't really have any regrets as far as making that decision to come to Clemson. Uh, the, like before I committed, uh, I, I had this feeling, I was like, maybe this is kind of the right place for me because I've seen what older guys have, have gone through and the, what kind of men they develop, develop into and what they turn into. So I made a pro and con list. Um, I wrote it out on a sheet of paper for each school that I had the opportunity to go play at. And, uh, at the end of the day, I was just going to choose whichever one had more pros than cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't even close. Uh, it was all Clemson. Um, and it was just something I wanted to be a part of. It was, they had a winning culture, uh, on and off the field. They were doing stuff with players off the field, as far as like internships with companies and mm-hmm. really getting them a head start into that next phase of life after football. And that was just something that I was really attracted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just something I really wanted to be a part of. And I was like, man, if I can work both sides of my life, come in and develop on the football field and then also develop off the field and become a better leader, a son, brother, friend, you name it. Uh, I was like, that's just something I want to be a part of. Sign me up. Uh, so that was kind of my whole recruiting process and how that went. Yeah, that's awesome. I listened to a podcast with Coach Sweeney and his wife one time, and it was super cool just like how they talked about like what they deemed important kind of for the program. And it was not really what you'd hear other coaches say. And I mean, like other coaches say that they care about the athletes, but like, do they really, you know, like kind of just prove it. And it's like, from what coach Sweeney was saying, it sounded like he really truly cared about y'all as people and as athletes, but mainly as people. And even like on the faith side of things and like developing y'all in that too, like that was just a really neat perspective. But um, so you kind of touched on your dad and like how you wanted to get away and all that stuff. Okay, did you have people that were like, you're only getting these offers because of your dad? You're only like having the success because of your dad? Like, how'd you handle that? Yeah, uh, I think still probably even to this day, I get a little bit. Um, 
I guess so. I think it all started in high school, just like playing teams or like before I even started getting recruited or anything. Uh, I think it was just like playing time. I was on the football and basketball team in high school. I was a four year starter in both sports and on the varsity level. And uh, I think it just started then. People were like, you're only playing because of your dad. And like, he probably <laughs> paid off the coaches to put you on the field and stuff like that. And I'm just like laughing about it. Even then I was in like sixth grade when I first moved here going to uh, train with the varsity team at 7 a.m. in the morning all summer. So uh, it was something I was kind of expecting just because I felt like it was something that I had earned. And when we got to that high school level, I was just like, man, I, I feel like I'm ready for this. And it just was not really even a comparison to the JV level and all of the other guys that I was playing against and with. But uh yeah. Um, and even, even to this day, like last, I think a little over a year ago, I ended up deleting my Twitter account. Okay. Um, just cause like, I don't know, I had deleted Snapchat when I was in high school and I was just like kind of trying to slowly eliminate all kinds of distractions and stuff or, mm-hmm. or just stuff that just like really like waste my time. Like mm-hmm. I'd be on Snapchat for like an hour at a time and I'm just like, <laughs> on my phone, like man, what am I doing? Like right. <laughs> my time. Uh, so I felt like it kind of got like that with Twitter and I was really on Twitter just for uh, being on there with friends and and just to follow up with people and stuff like that and stay in the news. But then after a while, it, it would suck to after a game when I'm grading out really well and from our coaches and I have one bad play and that's all everybody wants to talk about. And then I'm getting death threats and all kinds of stuff in my DMs and that's people crazy. are publicly tweeting at me and it was just kind of like a ongoing process and it was and you know most of it was just oh it's all this because your dad and this is your your daddy's son and all this other stuff and he's the only reason you're on scholarship and at the school and all this other stuff and I was just like man like I just got to kind of cut that out and I never really listened to it but it was just it just still sucked to kind of see that stuff and it was and it was just like man this like nothing I you just got to control what you can control and not worry about everybody else because I mean most of those people that were saying stuff like that had never really been out there on the field or in the same Mm -hmm. situation that I was in so it's just something I had to like kind of brush off but Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know usually I usually just try to think positive about everything and I don't really pay attention to that stuff but I'm just on Instagram now uh, I just so I've cut everything I else cut it out yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so it's hard because like you know you want to say like that doesn't affect me like your words don't affect me whatever but like people's words are still words like they can still hurt and like still kind of sting a little bit no matter if you're like gonna let it in or not but like people still like it's almost like people hide behind their screen and don't treat people like they're people anymore you know yeah, it, it's it sucks because you can't do anything about it like I want like my brother especially he'll like have a full message typed out on Twitter <laughs> ready to hit send mm-hmm. and we've got it and I was the same way mm-hmm. um but it's just you just can't do it you have to hold back and fight those urges because yeah and you're ready to direct message that person be like here's my address like come <laughs> <my page."> show up <laughs> yeah. yeah you just got to control yourself but uh, yeah. uh i don't know i'm glad I, I i moved on from all that stuff yeah kind of deciding what's worth your time and what is not so much worth your time anymore yeah exactly okay so you played basketball yeah what yeah i was a uh power forward um Okay. All four years, which is surprising because I was like one of the smaller guys on the team my first two years mm-hmm. uh, high school. Um, but uh, I remember I, I played 
I think the first half of the basketball season on the JV team and we played our rival and they had a guy that he ended up going to Liberty university up in Virginia. So he was like, he was a stud. I think yeah. he, dropped, he dropped 50 on us that night. And that was my last night on JV. <laughs> I happened to have 22 points. Okay. That, yeah. So the coach told me that weekend, he was like, we're going to bring you up for next week. And uh, then I played the rest of the season on varsity. Uh, it was a lot different. I don't know if I could do it now. Uh, I think my shot's probably a little messed <laughs> up. Wouldn't make those conditioning times, but uh, yeah, it was fun when I did it for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think anytime you can like, I don't know, just play another sport and like, I don't know. I think other sports are fun. And like, that's what like athletics are for is like for fun. Like people don't remember that sometimes, but you know, anytime you can do that. I want to know how many times you uh, fouled out. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Funny story. <laughs> I, got, uh, I think it was, we did uh, this right after the regular season before the playoffs, we did a Christmas tournament okay. um, and we hosted it at our high school. And there was like, I want to say 10 to 12 teams that came to our school to do like a three day tournament. Mm -hmm. And the first night I got ejected from a game against a Christian Academy. That, and it was, it was bad. I, I don't know. I don't think I was in the wrong, but uh, I had one of my teammates go up for a rebound and they had a guy try to, I don't know, it's a push pull techniques, what we use on the football field. So the guy grabbed his waist and tried to pull himself through to get around him. And my teammate, I guess, was too light at the time. He like basically launched him and sent the kid flying. He slammed his head on the ground and the uh, referees didn't call anything. So we're running back up the court. And I look over at the kid. I was like, I bet you won't do that to me. And we both stopped. Mm -hmm. And the guy like was like squaring up and he's like, I'll knock your butt out. And <laughs> I look at him. So we both got attacked for talking to each other. Okay. And I looked at him and I get up and I'm like slapping my face. I'm like, hit me right here. And like basically <laughs> him to take the first shot. Yeah. Uh, and then they double tacked me and ejected me. And no way for that. Yeah, it was. It was like like it wasn't even bad. All I was doing was standing up for a teammate. So exactly. I don't think I was in the wrong. I definitely could have probably done it a different way, but uh, that was uh, the, I think the first time I fouled out. There's been other times I've just gotten five fouls from reaching or uh, trying to block a shot, and I'm just swatting too hard or something. We did. Uh, okay, actually, so okay. I talked about that guy that dropped 50 points on us when I was on the JV team. We ended up playing them. The last game of the season and uh it was a home game and uh I think this was my junior year of high school we probably had close to a thousand people in the gym oh my it, god it was a packed house everybody's standing on the uh outer edges of the court bleachers are completely full uh I think coach Sweeney was there and because his son was on the uh, JV team so he came over after the uh after their game and then we had like four or five Clemson guys at the time watch the game. And uh, our coach said, he told me before the game, he's like, no one is allowed to dunk in our home gym. And I was like, that's all you got to say. He's like, like yeah, okay. <laughs> they gave, they gave a, uh, it was a fast break and they tossed it up to that kid. Um, the guy that had all the points the last time. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's going up and he's about to wham it. He might bring the whole goal down. <laughs> I came smoking from the uh, 
other end of the court and I full on speared him like tackled. Oh my gosh. And I think their whole bench came over around me. And then we, I had a couple guys come help me out, but yeah. I, was, I was like, just looking around like, Hey man, like I'm just doing what I was told to do. Right. Coach's orders. Right. And everybody's like trying to like, just be careful, like do it again, see what happens. I'm like, all right, man, like it's basketball. <laughs> Calm down here. Uh, so, but, uh, so that was, I think that was the other time I, fouled out that was my my last I had two of those spears that game so I got uh booted after that game but uh yeah oh, was fun it was a lot of fun that's so funny I played my freshman year and then I was like no nah, I don't want to play anymore I just played soccer and ran and then I our coach my senior year was like just come play your senior year and I was like okay why not but yeah I, like fouled out like every game so hmm. good memories good memories yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, okay, so what is your favorite stadium or atmosphere besides Death Valley? Um, I think probably the other than our, our home games are crazy, but other than our uh, home games, the uh, 2019 National Championship game, uh, or actually I'd say the 2018 and 19 championship games, when we played uh, – 18, we played Alabama out in California at the 49er Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was wild. Uh, and then the 19 championship against LSU in New Orleans was also wild because it was like an away game, home game for them. Yeah. But uh, it was crazy. That that LSU game in 2019 was wild. It was so loud. Uh, it was easy for us on defense, though, because when we were out there, the crowd was quiet trying to let their offense operate. But uh, – <laughs> When I'm on the sideline looking and our offense was out there, it was so loud. I was like, like oh, my good God. Good luck, y'all. <laughs> can't even hear the people talking next to you on the sideline. But uh, so, so probably those two were the the craziest atmospheres. There's also been some other ones. The 2018 Texas A&M when we played there, yep. uh, that was a fun game to be at. Uh, I thought that that was a, a pretty, like, electrifying crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was loud for sure. And then uh, surprisingly – 2019 Syracuse up at their place at the Carrier Dome. Really? Uh, that was loud. Yeah, it was their homecoming game. Okay. Uh, which was also surprising. It's like, man, I could have could have picked anybody else for homecoming. Yeah, so, it's kind of a tough homecoming. Coach Sweeney was using that as motivation all week. <laughs> you guys get to use homecoming and like, <laughs> all right, like, whatever. And we get there and it was like fully packed out. The last time we had played up there and 2017 I think my senior year of high school they lost uh up on a Friday night uh to Syracuse and uh we got it was a full full house stadium was packed out and I guess it was like the echo from the dome but it just made everything so much louder and it was it was awesome I I mean as a as a player you love stuff like that uh especially if you're on defense offense I don't know I can't really speak for that but uh (laughs) I'm sure it's kind of irritating and annoying when you no one can hear you and you're trying to out there dang that's crazy i would have never thought the syracuse game honestly yeah that was a as a sleeper yeah our (laughs) acc championships the the ones we've been going to uh since i've been in school we've been to three straight i think the schools won six straight uh those are usually like home games they're up in charlotte at the panther stadium and charlotte's like an hour and a half from here Uh, clemson's like halfway from atlanta and charlotte both ways uh so we usually drive up there, but all of the ACC championship games have been like home games. So it's been a huge advantage for us. 
mm-hmm. uh, no doubt. But uh, I think it was like uh, 2019, we played Virginia in the ACC championship game. And uh, I think they had like one little section of <laughs> fans. And then we had like 80,000 Clemson fans there. So that's wild. That was awesome. And those are usually fun games to play in. Yeah, for sure. The A&M game you're talking about, I, before, I think I was, I was at school and I think we traveled that weekend, so I didn't get to go home for that. And I was so upset. I was like watching it in my dorm room by myself because like I didn't go to school with any A&M fans. My roommates were from Oklahoma and Kansas. I was like, all right, well, this is so fun. But, you know, (laughs) had to miss that one. But um, I heard it was crazy. So. Okay, so do you go to class or do you just go to practice? Let me know. Uh, I'm going to class. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, especially since uh, this is my last semester. Okay, got to get uh, together. Yeah, uh, Zoom was kind of – I love Zoom. and Not a lot of people liked it because they didn't feel like they could learn a lot. But for me, someone that doesn't really – I mean, you know, I like getting good grades and I like to work for the good grades and do the work, uh, the homework and the studying and the quizzes and stuff. Like, I like to do that. But as far as sitting in class for an hour and a half, two hours at a time, like, that's not for me. Like, I'm, that's I'm so like I, can't, I can't do it. Uh, so uh, it was good. I go to class. I, I think I've got seven classes now. I've got a, 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 a huge load of classes. Uh, seven? Last semester. Yeah. Um, th- only two are in person and then the rest are online. Uh, so the online part of it helps. It's kind of like go at your own pace and uh, there's, there's only a couple due dates here and there, but it's always just turn it in on your own. So big online guy, big online guy. Yeah, Huge online guy. <laughs> so what's uh, your major? <laughs> uh, my major is uh, communication with uh, athletic leadership uh, minor. Okay. And I'm, I'm staying for a fifth year. I'm hoping to get a uh, master's in athletic leadership. Awesome. What are you, what are you planning on doing? How do you want to use that? Um, I'm wanting to get into strength and conditioning uh, mm-hmm. for the coaching side. Uh, I've, everybody always asks me, it's like, you want to be a coach like your dad and coach defense or X's and O's. And I'm just like, like, I've seen what, what he's done and stuff like that. And it's like that for all coaches, but as far as like the amount of like stress that I've seen him go through every day and, or getting a game plan together, preparing for somebody else, it's, I feel like that'd be harder uh, to do something like that compared to something that I like. I'm really, really passionate about in the weight room. Uh, and ever since high school, when I started putting on weight to to get up, when I was going through the recruiting process, trying to get to like 205 pounds or something, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like all these guys in high school are asking me for information: how to get bigger, how to get stronger, what kind of percentages should they be using, what the split should work uh, should look like. And uh, I really enjoyed like helping other people uh try and strive for their goals as well as like work for mine it's, it's kind of it works as motivation both ways and uh that's just something I've really been passionate about for close to the last 10 years and mm-hmm. uh it's just something I love to do and I feel like it's something I'd be pretty good at yeah for sure that's awesome it's so funny that you say that because my brother is the exact opposite like if he like talks about coaching he's like I don't know. I've just seen like what dad's done. And I think I just want to be like a coordinator. I don't know. Like, you know, just like that kind of thing. So it's like the exact opposite of what you're saying. It's so, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. But like you said, like that part is so important and it's hard to do the rest of your sport without that key foundation. So right. that's really neat that you want to want to go into that. So I am biased towards that also as well. So 
really i think it's a good pick but um okay so a question kind of about like career as well is how do you think the whole nil situation has changed the culture of college athletics if any um i feel like it's affected it good and bad uh and i feel like there's a lot of unknown right now because it's still recent it's only been two three months uh since it's first been the bill's been passed i guess but uh I feel like a lot of it can be used as good. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with all of the rules as far as like you can literally do anything and get paid whatever or be given whatever if it's a car or whatever, as long as you're like, you like guys could do a commercial or something and mm-hmm. you're getting a free truck. And I'm like, man, like that's nice. How does that work? Or guys sign in a million dollars worth of autographs. Like, mm-hmm. I just think a lot of that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking before it'd just be a, a guy would just do a couple things here and there just to, to help out and stuff like that with like rent or gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I guess I don't really have a full opinion on it, but uh, I'm definitely not against a lot of the stuff. I feel like I'm in favor of things more than I am on the defensive side of it. But uh, everything's been good. I think for me personally, I've, I, I haven't really done too much. I signed uh, a uh, partnership with C4, the uh, caffeine drink, the uh, energy company, and uh, Cellucor. Uh, they kind of work together, and, and they've been uh, – it's just kind of like uh, you get what you give, I guess. So uh, it's kind of like you're getting uh, – energy drinks or the pre-workouts and protein powder and uh, amino acids and stuff. And you'll get more and more, the more you promote their brand or something like that. Right. Um, and, I mean, there, a lot of guys have done stuff like that. Like our quarterback DJ, he's, he signed with Dr. Pepper over the summer mm-hmm. and it was, it was kind of like, and then he, uh, Bojangles too, which is mm-hmm. a, a chicken joint down here. And uh, so it's just kind of like you just promote them and you'll you'll receive more stuff. So I, I like how that stuff works as far as uh, promoting a company and as far as like uh, how it goes both ways. Uh, like I, I think it's crazy a guy could like they're handing out like checks for hundreds of thousands of dollars for uh, like an Instagram post or something like that. Like like that just blows my mind. Like I, I'm like I don't know if I'm against it or for it, but I just I just think it's crazy and. Uh, I mean, I know none of it's ever going to be fair because it's all based of how, of uh, uh, your marketing and your your brand and your overall likeness. But uh, I don't know. I like. I guess I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to change in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like blew up a lot more than people thought it. Maybe they like. I don't know. Maybe I missed something, but like it's been crazy. I feel like just like seeing. It's crazy to think that kids our age are like. I guess we're not really kids, we're kind of kids, you know, but like still just being handed that much money within like a day, you know, like it's wild. Right. Like it it just makes you think like, why, like if you're making like a million dollars in college, Mm -hmm. why are you even there? Like you could, exactly. Apparently you're good enough to sit out and wait until the next level comes around. But uh, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it will go, against the coaches and the culture and program as a whole at every school mm-hmm. if someone's making that much money uh just because i feel like the the lack of respect and admiration for your coach and all your other coaches and your teammates uh mm-hmm. i feel like that's going to deteriorate and your 
it's not the level's not going to be the same and I feel like it's going to affect college football as a whole in the future yeah maybe more like like kind of like you said not as about the team maybe yeah yeah no doubt yeah crazy stuff we'll see what happens see how it goes okay I had another question we kind of talked about this before we started recording but talk about kind of your injury like your initial arm injury so you got injured you was it 2019 uh, 2020 was when I broke my arm. It was this last December, okay. uh, almost a year ago, okay. but, uh, yeah, that was up at, uh, Virginia tech in early December. And it was like, I want to say like seven or eight degrees outside. It was, I don't know how it wasn't snowing, but, uh, it was freezing and it was like the second play of the drive. Um, I was in, it was a goal line play. And I'm, I'm shooting a gap. So I'm just trying to go build a wall and I'm, I might not necessarily make the play, but my job is to basically take that hole away from the running back or whoever was carrying the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm uh, using a rip technique. So I'm like dipping my right shoulder. So the guy, a little offensive lineman can't block me. Mm -hmm. And as I'm like ripping up with my arm and I'm kind of throwing it, I guess I hit the guard's knee or his knee brace. And I really just thought it was like a stinger or a bruise. And as soon as the play was over, I was like, that's going to hurt tomorrow. Like I didn't really think anything of it. And I come back and sit on the sideline and I kept looking at my arm. I was like, I can't, I can't make a fist. And then uh, my dad looked at me, he's drawing plays on the whiteboard and he's like, are you good? And I was like, yeah, fine. And I look at my brother and one of my other teammates. I was like, I think I broke my arm. (laughs) They were like, well, go see the trainer. And I was like, Okay, but as I said, okay, and I'm standing up to go see the trainer, we had just scored and they needed the kickoff team. And I was like, all right, it's too late. I got to go to kickoff. So I did a kickoff and uh, it was a touchback. And then we came back out and I did like two more plays on defense. Mm -hmm. And I hit it again, doing the same thing, same motion. And I was like, okay, this is not right. This is bad. I'm tapping out. I'm I'm done. I come off and I couldn't even take my glove off. It hurt so bad. And uh, the head doctor came over and could see, like, you could really see right where it was broken just from, like, the swelling in that one area. And they were like, x-ray right now. And (laughs) I went in there and they had a – it was the visitor's locker room, so it's not ever going to be – you know, you're not going to have everything you need in there. Mm -hmm. But luckily they had an x-ray machine in there. And did a scan and it was a clean snap, my radius and my forearm. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got a scar going up basically from elbow to wrist. And uh, they didn't have a TV in the locker room either. Uh, (laughs) So I'm sitting in there and it's like dead silent. And I'm the only guy in there. Oh my God. What's going on? (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, as soon as it's just me and the doctor in there after we did the Mm x-ray and he's like, all right, well, you broke your arm. I'm going to make your cast. You go ahead and get changed and showered. And so I go in there and I'm like, not thinking anything of it. I'm like, how am I supposed to get undressed? And like, take (laughs) off. And I was trying to do it with one hand and I had to go back in there and ask the doctor for some help. But uh, (laughs) I had to have uh, surgery like two or three days later. And uh, they put nine screws in and a metal rod over the bone. And uh, I guess they said that'll be in there for good. Uh, so, uh, I've had a couple problems with, uh, TSA pre-check at the airport. Uh, yeah. The detector goes off and I've just got to <laughs> roll up my sleeve and show them the scar, but, uh, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're good. But, uh, yeah, the, 
I still, um, my wrist, my overall wrist flexibility and, uh, I still have some wrist pain today, but other than that, everything's been feeling really good. My progression back, my plan was to, uh, if we were to make the championship game, I was going to have a club on it, which was like, I think a month, month or two later, uh, after the injury. So, uh, I was trying to get enough strength back in it. So where I could go help out on special teams or something, but, uh, other than that, I was back in the spring and like nothing happened. Got all my strength back. Uh, hasn't really been a problem, but it's a fun story to tell when people ask me about my scar. No doubt. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I remember, I think, I can't remember. I think I reached out to you like right before the national championship game, maybe. Like mm-hmm. before y'all were sp- like maybe going to play and you were like talking about how you might have been like clubbing it up or whatever. And I was like, gee, that happened like a few weeks ago. My, my mom wasn't too happy about that uh, when the doctors said it was an idea, but uh, I said, Hey, if it's a possibility, then sign me up. I'll do it. Yeah, like, sorry, mom. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that that like impacted your career? Like had you developed maybe like mental toughness through that or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I really think ever since uh, my first injury started, um, I, I, gosh, I've had so much stuff happen to me. Uh, when I first got to school, um, and it was a, during our summer training, I had like destroyed my AC joint in my shoulder and I couldn't do any pressing. And I mean, I could, but it just was really painful. And it was like mentally just like, like, golly, like I got to get this right. Uh, so that happened for a while. I got that fixed. And then I had two hamstring injuries in the next year in 2019 and uh, I've still having hamstring problems as of uh, like a month ago, but uh, I've, hopefully it's better now. Uh, I feel like I've done a good job getting my rehab and doing everything I can for it. I mean, I don't know what else could happen to them. So hopefully it's all done. Uh, but uh, definitely from as far as like all of the injuries that have happened, uh, it's helped me. I've just, uh, I'd probably say actually uh, after my arm injury was probably the the most devastating one to me because that was like the first time someone had said like, Hey, like you're done. Like right. that's, you're going to like, it's going to be it for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I didn't really know how to react. Like I was like crying in the shower that night up at uh, Virginia tech. And I'm like, like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I really was thinking about being done playing football after that season this last year. Uh, and I was just like, maybe like, it's just not for me if I can't stay healthy and all this stuff. And it was just, I, just, I guess I was just looking for clarity that whole, this whole last off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it was, it was just really mentally and physically draining. I mean, it, it's hard having to get up at six o'clock to go get treatment every day before your workout and then have to go to class, have lunch. And then you go back for another round of treatment before meetings and then you have practice and then practice is over and you got to go get more treatment. Uh, so I, I hated being in that training room uh, to get treatment, but uh, it's just something I had to do. But uh, I feel like all of that adversity and uh, all of that negativity, uh, the clarity I was looking for, I feel like it's, it's kind of like made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it helps, it's helped develop me into the teammate and the son and the brother and friend that I've become. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I'm someone that, other people can go to for inspiration and uh, for assistance and the questions they have on in the football field or off the field about a class or relationship advice or anything like that. I just, I feel like uh, all of it's just kind of turned me into the person that I am today. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I think, first of all, people, when you're hurt, I think a lot of people think like, oh, you're not doing anything because you're hurt. Like you must have a lot of time on your hands. But in reality, it's like the complete opposite. I got hurt last year and it was like, I was doing, I was putting in way more hours than I was when I was healthy. And like, just even from that, it just like stresses every area of your life. So I think like when you said like, you didn't know if you were going to come back or not, like that's totally valid. Like I felt like that too, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, if I'm, if I'm just going to keep getting hurt and keep having to go through this, like, why would I stick with this? And why, you know, like, why am I here? Like totally understand that. And like adversity definitely, I think propels you in the direction to grow. So that's awesome that you, I mean, it's not good that you got hurt, but I'm sure you learned a lot about, about yourself through the process. If I could go back, I probably like, well, I I don't want to say I would get hurt again, but (laughs) I don't don't feel like I'd be the same person if I didn't get hurt. Uh, So I feel like it's helped and uh, I'm not, I don't want to complain about it. I mean, it happened. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can go back to do, but uh, I guess I'm glad that it did happen then. Uh, And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm just glad it happened. Uh, It was unfortunate, but it, turned into fortunate things mm-hmm. it's all in how you see it kind of now i'm sure yeah. okay so the question of the podcast is so we've kind of talked about like everything you've done and um throughout the years in high school and college and all that stuff but like in regards to sports what do you want to be remembered for more than all of this um probably like what i just said uh just about being the the kind of teammate that people remember and the, or guy off the field, it doesn't even have to be teammate, but uh, that I want to be remembered as that guy that uh, do for anything uh, and he'd do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's uh, help with a class or help with relationship problems or mm-hmm. uh, stuff going on with your family, like just, just somebody that you feel comfortable and you trust going to and to talk about things and mm-hmm. uh really just someone that's always there for him. Uh, that's just who I want to be remembered as a good teammate and a, a good friend and good brother. That's awesome. That's good stuff right there. Sheesh. Yeah. Take notes, everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm so glad that we kind of got to reconnect and catch up a little bit, but uh, before you go, since you're not on Twitter, you're kind of off the grid, but do you want to plug your social media or are you, are you good? Yeah. Okay. I'm only on Instagram. Plug it. Uh, that's it. My hand, my handle is uh, at Jake Venables underscore uh, Venables V E N A B L E S. Uh, Jake Venables underscore. Hit at it. Go <laughs> follow him. You heard the man. Thanks again for tuning in for another week of the More Than This podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at More Than This Podcast to stay up to date about new conversations and releases. Feel free to leave a rating and review below. I'd really appreciate it. I'm already super excited for the next episode. I think y'all are really going to like it. See y'all in two weeks. Bye.